You are listening to the Movie Cheer Podcast. The best place for movie topics and blockbuster discussions. Welcome to Movie Cheer Town. Now everyone, it's time to spread a bit of movie cheer. Welcome to the Movie Cheer Podcast, the show for movie fans. I'm your host, AP, aka Mr. Movie Cheer, and on today's edition of the Movie Cheer Pod, I will be discussing the 1987 Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Running Man. That is correct, The Running Man. So that'll be today's headline topic. I'll be doing a big deep dive on that movie. If you've never watched it before, there will be plenty of spoilers in this. So if you've not watched that movie, maybe come back uh, to watch this at a later date of this episode. But that is going to be today's headline topic. But before I get into today's headline topic of the show... Uh, I'd like to start the show off with a segment called Not-So-Worthy Blockbuster Housekeeping. This is the part of the show where I discuss what's going on with the channel, with the Movie Cheer Town community, and it's just a general easing-in chit-chat for the rest of the show. So, first of all, last week, Halloween show last week, uh, discussing which movies was it? It was the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and... You know, I forget I forget what the other one was now. Um, yeah, I, I honestly can't think what it, what it was the other movie. Um, but it wasn't myself, you know, doing the show. So that's why I can't remember. Uh, mean Cheer, the ghoulish Mean Cheer was hosting. Uh, ghoulish Mean Cheer is a resident of Movie Cheer Town. He's kind of the Grinch of Movie Cheer Town, the ghoulish Mean Cheer. But he he hosted the show last night. I've, last week, I think he'd done a really... A really decent job as well. I, I thought it was a, a fun show with Mean Cheer. And um, you know what? His soul may have not been saved doing the show. But I think, you know, he's more than welcome to come on to the show again, Mean Cheer. Maybe around Christmas time we'll have Mean Cheer on again for some more ghoulish, uh, mean activities on the podcast. But yeah, big thanks to everyone who checked out that show last week and got involved in the comments as well. Always love to see the Movie Cheer Town community getting in the comments, getting discussing movies over on any video, but especially on Halloween, it was really cool. Uh, latest video this past week on the channel, it is the 10 out of 10 movies in my collection part three. I've done a few of these earlier on this year and I thought you know what, I'm going to do a few more sequels to these videos. Let's do some more parts. So uh, I've, I've got a part three coming out that came out this past week. Uh, there will be a part four coming out at some point in the maybe the next month or two as well. That's in the in the bag. So that's another one. And that was a good video uh, to do. And it was just good looking through the collection and really pinpointing movies that are like 10 out of 10 movies. I, I love it doing that. I think it's really enjoyable. Um few changes to the uh, to the pod to the to the things going around the pod and this is why I like to throw it in this segment of the show so uh, this past week every wednesday i always say there's a new blog post on the uh, the website the uh, moviecheerpodcast.com and i've been doing that for the best part well pretty much all this year unless i'm on a break when i'm taking like a little like a 2 3 week break I pause everything, I pause it all. But when I'm back, generally, I do a, poc- a, a blog post every single week. And I must say, um, I'll be totally honest, and I like to be 100% transparent here, 
it's finding the time to do it. And um, I've decided for now to take it to like every two weeks, do a blog post every two weeks on a particular movie or a topic and see how I go with that and uh, move forward from that and maybe have to adjust some things and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just just finding the time with, with making the videos as well and then just other stuff, you know, I, you know, I'm got to, you know, mow, mow the lawn of movie chair town, the, the lawn needs mowing and, you know, the, uh, the local cinema needs painting outside. It's, it's a lot of jobs in movie chair town to do. Uh, so yeah, that is just for now. Uh, it's going to go bi-weekly now. Every two weeks there'll be a blog post. I may change it around. I may go every three weeks. I may go back to every week. Uh, who knows? But for now, I just want to keep you all updated and think it's not just being forgotten, the blog, uh, the website. It's, it's, it's a great, another avenue of the Movie Cheer Town community that I think is you're looking for a bit more content over than video content. You've got it there. And that's what I love about that website. Um, so that is the website. And just a bit of final, final bit of uh, not so worthy blog post housekeeping for this week. Patreon. This past week's Patreon video uh, was the Alphabet Movie Collection, letter E. I've been doing the Alphabet of Movies in the Collection and picking out six movies each time. I did the letter E this past week. Uh, if you are not aware of Patreon, you can, the minimum is $1 and that you get all the movie cheer vault of bonus podcasts, bonus videos. And I always say it's extra content. If you want to get a bit more extra movie cheer content. And I also, as well, if you want to just do it for one month, get all, binge all the content and then cancel it. Cancel it anytime. I don't mind if people go, come come to the Patreon community and then go away. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm never offended. But it's there if you want a bit of extra movie cheer content. Uh, that is it for Not So Worthy Blockbuster Housekeeping for this week. Let's move on to today's headline topic. The Movie Cheer Podcast presents The Headline Topic for the episode Remember to spread a head, bit head, of Headline Topic head, head, head. Head, head, Headline Topic Remember to spread a bit of Movie Cheer So today's headline topic, The Running Man, the 1987 Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Running Man. Uh, I'm going to do a big deep dive on, on this movie. So like I said, if you've never watched it before, maybe come back to this episode at a later point. But yeah, I'm going to be spoilers and let's just get into it. So let's talk about the movie. Uh, what is the movie about? First of all, I, I was thinking, how do you describe it? I think for me, this is the way I describe it, it's an action science fiction, sort of like set in a dystopian uh, future, this, this movie. Um, basically, the plot of The Running Man is the world has 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 lost like all its resources and and in the US it's become like a crime sort of country where everything is run by police state and basically all resources are, are running low and the world is of the well the United States is just like running low on all resources and it's becoming like a just like a an absolute mess of a country just like you know people just um getting up to trouble there's rioting and stuff like this and Basically, as I said, the the police basically the the U.S. is split up into seg segments and sectors, and the police run the TV stations in the U.S. and TV is kind of like the big thing there. And I think with this being a 1980s 
movie with like quiz shows and like 80s being like the real like a big boom in television you get like this this vibe and the running man is basically the the name the running man is a tv show set in this world so the police run the tv stations and they obviously run what is advertised and this running man tv show is this highly violent sadistic tv show basically run by hosted by this guy called uh, Damon Killian, who is actually played by a TV host, an American TV host called Richard Dawson. Apparently, he was host of uh, Family Feud in the US. I, I'll be honest, it's not a name I'm aware of, but I, maybe if, if you're in the US, you probably know that name more so. Uh, so you've got him as this this host of this games, and basically in the games, they have... <laughs> it reminds me of the chase over in the UK. You've got the chasers, and then you've got the contestants. So the the equivalent to the chasers in in the chasers a British uh, game show basically you have these ones called stalkers who who have to stalk the runners the runners are the contestants and the runners are usually like ex convicts and put in there and basically they it's like a fight to the death they got to like beat the the stalkers basically no one ever really beats the stalkers the stalkers end up killing all the the runners and that's the way it goes on on this game show so where does um arnold come in so it starts off the movie really that he is a member of the police force and basically he's in a helicopter at the start with a bunch of other guys in the helicopter and he gets a message about some rioting down down below and he is told over the radio to like basically kill all of the rioters to shoot at them and he refuses and you see this footage where he refuses and then basically they come through on the radio again say like take like Arnold's character is called Ben Richards and they they say basically reprimand him because he refuses the order to kill innocent people and then they knock him out and they put him in like this uh detainment unit then and this is where basically he meets up with these two other guys who become his sort of allies throughout this story they break out of this this detainment unit and then they go on the travels and they split off and hope you know hope to have a better life and basically the two other guys get captured and then he he does he goes to his brother's apartment that he thinks is still his brother's apartment Arnold's character of Ben Richards and then you see in this apartment this lady there who is played by let me get the name right uh, Maria Conchita Alonso and she plays a character called, character called Amber Mendez who is like a musician for the TV company. She works as a musician within there. And she she now lives in the apartment. His brother has been detained or something basically as well. And he, Al's character of Ben Richards then holds this character of Amber uh, sort of like hosted really to, to get away. And she they go to the airport. She breaks free. And then he gets arrested and then he gets like kind of put into them the running man game show to uh, to survive. But basically he does it under false pretense because he says he'll volunteer to do it um, to save his two mates from doing it instead. And then it turns out they all end up doing it. They, they double cross him in the end. But we see prior to this as well, it's displayed on TV that uh, like he is called the Butcher of Bakersfield and they edit the footage and they edit it like he is the one who shoots at the innocent people and they edit out all the stuff where he's like, oh, there's innocent people down there. So they, he got framed and convicted of crimes he didn't commit. And uh, basically, 
the girl Amber, she she realizes that like something's amiss here, and then they mention like the the airport where he was arrested, and then it's shown on TV that he killed loads of people at the airport, and she's like, no, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. It was all that's just obviously a blatant lie. Uh, so he goes into this Running Man game show, and I will say this is loosely based on a book by Stephen King under one of his pseudonyms, uh, basically. It's very loosely based, it's saying online from a lot of sources, I've never read the book so I can't really comment. So the name of the game then is just like they go into this game show on the street in these different arenas and they've got these these different like uh, stalkers like one's like an electrical powered one one has a chainsaw one has like uh, a fire weapon and they've got to survive this and basically survive these games basically and we see in the end they kind of like what happens in the end they they find out a way to jam the network and they end up uploading the raw footage of the bakersfield murderers murders and Proved that you know he's not a murderer. He didn't kill all, all them innocent people, and that basically the the police force, the TV show, are all corrupt, and it kind of like starts like this rebellion against the TV show. Uh, so that's kind of like the 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 plot, the summary of this movie. Let's get an honest opinion of this movie. Um, what do I think? Look, this is one I've watched for years over, and I, I be honest, it's not one I've watched in a maybe a year or so. Uh, maybe, maybe it could be longer. I, I can't really remember the last time I watched it now. And I I still enjoy this movie. I've I've always enjoyed it. I'm a big Arnold fan, a big Mark for Arnold. Uh, I think it's a fun movie. I, I think it's just like the the idea of this game show, this this like it's so cheesy. I mean, I think it's like the music of it. It's like think the music on the game show throughout the segments, it reminds me a bit of like Crystal Maze, some of the segments. It's got that vibe of a crystal maze for some reason. I don't know why. And it's got like a then like a Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Michael Jackson thriller vibe on a lot of the other music. So it's really 80s influenced music. So I I I love I love that. I, I'm I'm all over that. 80s music I'm I'm a big fan of. And I I love the tone of it because it's very, very cheesy, you know, it's not like a serious um a serious action. It's a, it's a, you know, it's an Arnold's eighties movie. It's cheesy at times. A lot of one-liners, like cheesy one-liners, and it doesn't like it doesn't go to like super super levels of like um, storytelling. I feel like it's a very basic story. You know, they got to go into this game show, then they got to survive. There's not like like tons of big layers of storytelling, but. I think it's a fun movie to watch. I think it's a fun movie. I think the action scenes are fun. Uh, there's, you know, some of the action scenes, like, they're very limited, I will say, in s- certain areas. I-, I think, like, the like the stuff with the guy with the chainsaw, like, it's it's very much like, once they start chasing him down, it's like, kill him dead, dead easily, and they don't really... They're not the best of battles. I think there is one or two that really are good battles with the, with the stalkers, but I, I don't think it's like a... Just like, you can't praise it to be for being this most exhilarating, exciting action scenes at times. I think they're just like kind of like subpar. But I think for me, what makes it is Arnold. I think he's just. I think he's great in every movie he does. He is just the star for me of the eighties and nineties when it comes to action movies. Him, him along with Stallone. You know, they both like tying neck and neck. But yeah, I I really I like this movie. I do like the movie. I think it's a fun movie and a fun 
action sci-fi movie. So now, now I want to get to some of my favourite moments of this movie. Um, there's a few different moments I want to talk about. First, I want to talk about this. So you have this this host, Damon Killian, who is this uh, played by Richard Dawson, this game show host, and he's like the cheesiest, like classic, not cheesiest, the classic game show host. And I imagine he's probably not too um, dissimilar from what he is like as a TV show host in America. When he, I don't know if this guy's still alive, but if he's still doing it, but I imagine it's very much the same sort of vibe he has. Um, but there's a lady on, so we have like this elderly lady called Agnes. And at the start of the game show, The Running Man, he goes up to this Agnes, and, and she must be like, she's a an audience member, because they have a live audience for this game show, and she is like an audience member who must always be there, she's always involved in the show, and he's going over there, and he's like giving her a kiss, and he's like, how are you doing Agnes, he's, he's introducing her, and she's loving it, and you see her a few moments throughout the film, so the first moment she's like talking about the show, she's looking forward to it, and she's looking forward to seeing the stalkers and stuff like that, and then we see her like later on in, in, the, in the movie, where where Richard's Arnold's character is killing has killed a few of the stalkers. <laughs> and then she uh she he goes up to her, this character of Kill Killian, and he says to Agnes, he says, he's like, Agnes, who do you think is gonna be the next who's gonna make the next kill? So he asks her who's gonna make the next kill and the the audience is meant to say a stalker is meant to be like like Buzzsaw or Captain Freedom or whoever, and I will say Captain Freedom is played by Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, that was cool as a as a wrestling fan. That's cool to see a wrestler. He was in another Arnie film as well. He was in Predator, and uh, I think a lot of people would know recognize his face from that. But yeah, she chooses Ben Richards as the one to make the next kill, and and he's like, oh no, you. You want to choose a stalker? And she's like, no, no, I want to go with Ben Richards. And I, I love that. I think it's a, a really nice moment because <laughs> he, he's obviously got like a really like friendly connection with her. And he's like, obviously, you, you're going to, this lady's going to choose a stalker. She's not going to choose a runner. But then they see that obviously Ben Richards is more, he, he's, a, he's a beast. He's taken down the, uh, the, I was going to say the chasers then, the uh, stalkers, so I think that's a good moment. Another moment I like, there's one called Dynamo, one of the stalkers, and he controls electricity, and he looks like a like a, a Christmas tree, and I think they make a joke about that in the movie. And he's like, light up suits, and there's a scene where he is chasing down uh, Arnold's character, and he's in a, his car, it looks like a, like a really... A really cheap version of a Batmobile. It looks like a, the cheapest, like, if you were making, like, a a student film of Batman, and you were like, oh, we got to build a Batmobile. It looks like it made, it's made out of, like, cardboard or something. And he's in this, and he's chasing uh, Arnold's character down in the car, and he's running Arnold's character. But what I loved about it is they play at Flight of the Valkyries, like this synthesized version because he's like electric. It's kind of like 80s and stuff like that. And you see the car chasing him. You, you see he's running. I'm thinking, how slow is this car going? Because Arnold is just running and running. And it's like, a, like maybe like 30 seconds this scene. But I just love that scene. I thought it was really good. It was like, especially with the, the use of the music as well. And then I think the car crashes and flips over then. And I think that does actually lead into another one of my favorite moments here. So the car flips over and Dynamo is like on 
on his back. He's trapped under the car. And Arnold, I think he grabs like a big like pipe or something, like a really sharp dead pipe. And everyone is watching the TV screen. Everyone's watching the audiences all around the world, not just in the audience in the TV uh, studios. And they all think he's already killed some of the stalkers. Uh, everyone thinks he's going to kill another one. And they see him live on TV. And he basically just refuses to kill him. And this is where this is like a turning point because you see the audience members then starting to turn on the TV show and the like the the production because like they think he's gonna he's like a cold-blooded murderer. They call him the butcher of Bakersfield. They think this guy is ruthless and he's just a guy who's just refused to kill a stalker. He's he's chosen not to. And this is like a big big turning point in the movie and that's what I love and then at the end another one of my favorite moments is the big reveal and they sort of like show back the footage of like um of the running man at the end and they they show the the end the raw footage of the Bakersfield murder and they just like have this like this uh like um like a video montage of the running man tv show saying everyone on the show is a liar that Gillian is a liar and they see the raw footage and they realise that, you know, Richards was innocent. He didn't commit them murderers and he was an innocent man. And they kind of like, they falsify his death. They like use video technology to make it seem like, like Arnold's character is dead. And then he arrives then and just shoots. He's shooting down all like the security staff in there. And I think that's just an awesome moment with that reveal in there as well. Uh, I really enjoyed that. So... I want to talk about comparisons before I get to the kind of final uh, verdict of this movie. Comparisons, I'm watching this movie and I've watched it before and I've thought about the same thing. This movie, looking at another movie, what movie does Hunger... Uh, what, <laughs> I just revealed it there, don't I? What movie does The Running Man sound like from maybe the last 10 years? And I just said it, Hunger Games. Uh, Hunger Games was a book that was released in the 2000s. I'm not too sure the year exactly, but... I'm watching this and I'm thinking, this has taken a lot. Hunger Games has taken a lot of influence from The Running Man. And maybe The Running Man took a lot of influence from something else that I don't know of. But I always thought that. And it's not to say, I, I don't get me wrong, Hunger Games is, is also got a lot of different elements as well. But the concept of like the TV show, the survival show sort of idea, it's very, uh, very, Hunger, Hunger Games is very like a similar, they must have been inspired, the writers of Hunger Games, or the writer, I think is it a, is it a lady, female writer, she, maybe, was she like, did she watch The Running Man, she was like, yeah, I'm going to write a book, that's going to be similar to this, and it's going to be called The Hunger Games, I don't know, I've always thought the comparisons, is definitely something the, uh, between that, and especially, with it being known, now there is a Stephen King book, you know, such a, uh, you know, a revered writer, you know, people love his, his writing, and, I imagine the writer of Hunger Games is is probably a fan of Stephen King as well. I, I imagine because he's he's such a great uh, writer. But yeah, I, I think there's definitely some comparisons there. But finally, let's end this. Is the Running Man two questions? Is the Running and this is a question for you out there. Let me know your thoughts. First of all, is it a 1980s classic movie? Now I'm looking at like look at. The, Let's look at sci-fi movies, and let's look at particularly this year, 1987. We have RoboCop comes out the same year as this. Now, I would say RoboCop is a 1980s classic. I think it is. Now, looking at this again, 
Is The Running Man a 1980s classic? I I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm gonna say, I, I really enjoy this movie, but I don't know whether it is a classic movie. Like, is, is it is it like a like a 10 out of 10? Can you deem this as a classic movie? I don't, on, on the rewatch, I, st- I enjoyed it, I still enjoy this movie, but I don't know whether it is a classic 1980s movie, personally. Like, obviously, everyone's subjective to this, everyone deems a classic, different opinions, but for me, I don't think it is a 1980s classic. I think it's a really good 1980s movie, but it's not a classic. Like, Robocop is a classic movie. But is it an Arnold classic as well? That's another question. And I think of the the best Arnold movies, we have Terminator 2, uh, Predator is another one. I think now, rewatch. I think Total Recall for me is probably a classic movie. And that's probably the most comparable to this with the sci-fi elements. I suppose Predator's sci-fi as well. But is it on par with a Total Recall, which I think is an Arnold classic? Um, I think it's still... I do think it is an Arnold classic, this one. Running Man, I think it is definitely an Arnold classic. Yeah, i, I got to say it. I, I, I think of, like, top Arnold movies, I'm still always going to go to, like, Total Recall, Running Man. It might not be a 1980s classic for me personally, but for me, yeah, definitely is a Arnold Schwarzenegger classic movie. And overall, I think this is a, it's a really fun watch, very entertaining. And, yeah, if you've never watched The Running Man, Definitely get a copy. Get it watched on streaming or buy a copy because it is a, it is definitely well worth watching. If you're into your Arnold movies, if you're into action and sci-fi, this is one I highly recommend checking out. So that is it for today's headline topic, ladies and gents. Let's move on with the rest of today's show. Case covers take on other case covers. Can you handle that case covers? Collision. Case Cover Collision. Each and every week I choose a different movie and look at all the different case covers that have been released for that movie and put them up against each other to work out which one is the best and which one is the winner of Case Cover Collision. Now, on this week on Case Cover Collision, I will be looking at the movie, the very first Rambo movie, First First Blood, Rambo First Blood. Now, first of all, I'm going to say about this movie, I absolutely love this movie. One of my favourite Stallone movies. I think it's excellent. It's definitely my favourite of the Rambo franchise as well. Uh, I think it's just, you know, a perfect movie. Perfect overall, great action movie. Absolutely 10 out of 10. French, you know, um, chef's kiss. Absolutely beautiful. So I've got a couple of the, a few different of the the case covers. There is a few that I've missed out because there was a few that I absolutely, honestly, this is one. Doing loads of these now, these case cover collisions. And um, honestly, Rambo, there was actually tons of different releases, tons of different case covers for this movie. And I will say, I was prompted to do this because Keith from Euphoria Pictures did a video this past week. And he, he was showing a new Zavi exclusive box set. And I'm going to be looking at that one as well today. So, you know, you know, heads up to check out Keith's channel as well. He's got an excellent video on the new Zavi exclusive box set. Brilliant video, brilliant channel, Euphoria Pictures. Let's get into it, though. Let's look at the very first one. So the first one I'm going to look at it is, the, is a DVD and Blu-ray case cover. 
and let's take a look at this one. So this one is basically a very dark cover, and it looks like it's like a black background, big white uh, like army style text of Rambo at the top, and then First Blood on the right hand side underneath. Um, then you've got Sylvester Stallone's name above that in very small text in red t in, in a red colour. And then you've got like this sort of like comic book, like, I, yeah, I probably would say like a comic book, sort of like hand-drawn uh, image of Rambo, his character, Stallone's character Rambo here, holding a gun in the background. Then you've got like this kind of like a red background, maybe it looks like the forest, but like it's like red, like for the blood to signify blood. And then you've got like some of the carnage underneath of like the cars of the, obviously the, the, the town landscape and stuff like that. So it's a very dark cover. I, 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 on this, I'll be honest with you, I like the the black. I like the black background. I think the text of Rambo is great. Really, you know, really big text, really bold, stands out. But I'm not really keen on this sort of like comic book look to him, like this hand-drawn look. I, just, I think they could have used... First of all, I think they could have used a better image, really, to take a, like a an image from it. It just looks like... He's just like looking into the distance and it's just like, I don't know, it doesn't look appealing to me personally as a, as a Rambo image. He looks, he doesn't look as jacked as well. Even it, like, I think in the movie, he looks absolutely jacked. I don't know, something about it doesn't look reminiscent of the movie for me so much. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I like the black background. I do like that color and I like the, the contrast with the red. I will say that about that. So that's the first one we're going to look at. Let's look at at the second one now so this is a dvd cover and this one is again they've went for like the black background here so we've got a black background very different though from what we saw in the first cover uh here we've got stallone in big text this time big red text at the top of the screen to know you know this is a stallone movie and then you've got first blood underneath that at the very bottom and then you've got like an image of rambo in between that and there's actually no mention of Rambo on this cover. It's um, on this DVD cover. It just says First Blood rather than Rambo, uh, which is an interesting one. But I suppose some people just call it First Blood, this movie. Uh, you've got Rambo again in a kind of like, I wouldn't say super similar, but I mean, I mean probably is a very similar style where it's kind of like a, a like a sort of like a hand-painted sort of look of Rambo, like a, an image rather than an actual photograph. So you've got him and he's like kind of like, in the, it looks more, to me this looks more like a Stallone Rambo pose though, and this looks more like Rambo in the movie to me personally, rather than the first one. In the background then you've got like the forest where we see a lot of like the, the story take place in the forest, and then you see like it's the, the sky background in a blue, so you've got like a blue circular colour in the middle, going out and then black colours, and then the text, the font in the red as well. So I, I will say this one, I'll be honest with you, I do prefer this to the first cover. I think it's a lot better. Uh, I think it's a much stronger cover. And I, I think it's just... The only changes I would do here is maybe put Rambo, First Blood, rather than just First Blood. But that's just a small critique from me personally as a viewer of the movie. Uh, but yeah, I like this one. I think it's cool. Now, let's move on to the third one I'm going to look at today. It is the 4K... Ultra HD. This is not the new release. I think this might be the 2018 one or maybe earlier. Uh, and this is uh, basically, they've all kind of went for the same look of this sort of like comic book drawn, like comic book drawn is probably the wrong word, like a hand painted 
uh, look like a palette for Stallone. So you got Stallone front and center here, like a very like a very close up shot of him. You see at the top half of his body, he's got a gun and a very Stallone Rambo pose here. I do like that. And it's very probably similar to the, the last one, this one. But then you've got Stallone at the top in a bit smaller text this time in red text again, like this army style text, like it's like like the caves somewhat. Underneath again, it just says first blood rather than Rambo again. And then you get like this gradient. It goes from like a black at the top of the image going down to this green. And the green is like I don't know what it was meant to be. Is that meant to be like some sort of like a, a radar or something? Or is it meant to be the trees of the forest? I'm not quite sure, but I don't know. It just doesn't... It feels a bit of a... Like a, a miss... Like, I don't know. The green just doesn't fit for me here. Um, I would have went for... If it was red, again, that would make more sense. It's blood. But there's something about the green. It just looks too bright. It looks like a lime green colour. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't understand why they use a lime green colour. Maybe there's some significance that I'm I'm not picking up on from the movie, but I don't know, it just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't look great. It does, and especially with Rambo, it makes him stand out less, because he's kind of like, the, the tone, the tonal, the, like the colour palette just like, doesn't look right. <laughs> it doesn't look right, it just looks weird. I'm not fussed on this green, so... I will say the second DVD cover is winning it for me so far. That is my favorite so far over the 4K and over the first Blu-ray and DVD cover. But now let's go to, first of all, one of the first Zavi exclusives. This is just coming out now. And I will say this one is out of stock currently on Zavi. Sold out. I don't know if they're going to be getting any more or if it's a limited run. Uh, but this is the Rambo First Blood Zavi exclusive limited edition steelbook. Now this is this is this is what I like. I, I love these steel books, and this is this is nice. It's a, a very different. We're getting a very different type of image here from what we've seen previously. So this is the steel book is black all over, and you see Rambo's knife, and then you see basically the knife is cut out, so it's just like the silhouette of the knife, but then you see the image of Rambo in a black and red color within the knife image. Uh, so it's very very minimalist and I do like these covers sometimes and I think this is a really well done one then to the bottom right of the screen at uh, bottom right of the cover we have in kind of like very small red text we have Rambo first blood in that kind of army style text very bold text but very small but not small it's still significant though you can still see it in the image and it's very visually you know it's you can see that it's Rambo first blood it's noticeable so that is basically it for this cover, and it's, I like it, I do like it, I think it looks nice on the shelf, I think it's just simple, but it works, it, for me it works with a knife, I think it's really, really subtle, I suppose this could work for like a horror movie as well, with a knife, do you know if it was like a Halloween movie or something like that, where the, like the, the, the actual killer was having a knife or something, you could do it like that, so it could, it could work also for like a horror movie, this sort of style cover, but I like it because he's, you know, he's all about, he has like the knife in the movie and stuff like that. So I do like this. What is winning so far though? Is it this or the DVD cover? I'm still going to go with the DVD cover. Yeah, I'm going to go with the DVD cover. I do like it. I think it's just something about that DVD cover. I do like this one, the simplicity of it. But I think there's something about that, that initial DVD cover I like. Uh, so let's move on to the next and final choice here of of these case covers on case cover collision today 
The next one, the final one we have is the Rambo First Blood 4K Ultra HD Zavi Exclusive Steelbook Slipcase Edition. And this one is still in stock, so if you're, you're interested in this, check it out. Um, so this one is the one Keith mentioned on his channel, Euphoria Pictures, and I had a good look at it on his channel, so I had a better look of it. And this one is very much like an oil painting, and you have all of the characters on the front cover. You have Rambo, you have his like commander, you have the the sheriff, and then you have a few of the other police guys, and then it shows like Stallone as Rambo is at the top of the image, and it kind of goes down in, in smaller images of the other characters. And then you see like Rambo on the bike at the bottom, and then you see like all the town, and then you see the obviously the the trees in the background and the sky and the helicopter. So it kind of like throws every significant part of the movie in this one image, in this oil painted image. And then you've got at the bottom of this of the case cover, you have the Rambo tech, you have Sylvester Stallone in red text. Very small, but then Rambo is in this big, like this bold text. Not super big, but it's significant enough to see it there. And then First Blood underneath. So I love the fact that they're keeping, they're doing the Rambo First Blood, not just First Blood. I like that because it's a Rambo movie and it's Rambo. Uh, so I do like this. I think it is a beautiful, now like talking about like the, the stylized, the sort of like hand-drawn look of the, the other images compared to this. This is they were like 5 out of 10, this is 10 out of 10. It just looks like they gave like a a really good artist time to make an oil painting and a really good oil painting of this cover. I think it's beautiful. I think the contrast of colours is great. You've got like the, the light colours, the blues at the top. And you know, the, you've seen the whole, the whole landscape of this town as well here. I like this. So which one is the winner today on Case Cover Collision? Is it this one? or the DVD cover, or maybe if any of the other ones changed my mind. I'm going to have to go with this one. This final one, I think it is superb. I'll be honest with you, I think it looks a piece of art. It's beautiful. Uh, the Rambo First Blood 4K Ultra HD Zavi Exclusive Steelbook Slipcase Edition is my winner for this week on Case Cover Collision. But let me know your thoughts on which one would be your choice of winner uh, let me know, ladies and gents. But anyway, let's move on to the next segment of today's show. The Amazon Top 10 is approaching. Prepare yourself. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Two, one. The Amazon Top 10 has arrived. The Amazon Top 10. Each and every week, I look at the best sellers list on Amazon.co.uk for 4Ks, Blu-rays and DVDs and let you know the list. So let's look at the Top 10 this week, ladies and gents. First of all, we have at number 10, Jurassic Park World... Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park World, Jurassic World Dominion, the Blu-ray is at number 10. At number 9, we have House of the Dragons Season 1. Great, great show. I've still got to catch up with that. At number 8, we have Marvel Studios 4 Love and Thunder, the DVD of that. At number 7, we have Minions, The Rise of Gru, the DVD I believe that is. At number 6, we have Top Gun, the double pack Blu-ray. That's the first and second movie. Uh, number five, we have Fisherman's Friends 2, Once and uh, One and All, 
And on number four, we have Elvis, the Elvis movie on DVD. And number three, we have Top Gun Maverick, the 4K. And number two, we have, I, I must say about the 4K as well, if I've watched films at home, the, the channel with Jeff this past week, and he said it's like one of the best 4Ks he's ever watched. So that might be worth checking out, ladies and gents. Um, let's see, number two, we have Downton Abbey, New Era. And at number one, we have Top Gun Maverick on Blu-ray. That is the Amazon Top 10 for this week, ladies and gents. Let's move on to the final segment of today's show. Ooh, what's been on the screen? What's been on the screen? Every week I discuss what I've been watching over the past week and I will say this past week I have been catching up with some of the programs. Over the past couple of weeks I've been overrun with programs and I've kind of just got lost. So I've caught up with Andor, the Star Wars uh, show the of the spin-off character from the Rogue One uh, movie, Cassian Andor, and it's now nine episodes in. So I caught up with about four or five episodes this past week. So spoilers, if you've not watched the recent episode, spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. I just want to really talk about this show overall. I I must say, this is the most pleasing, surprisingly pleasing show I've watched from Star Wars. Um, I didn't really think like this would work with Cassian Andor because I I didn't really think he was like a, he was an okay character, but I didn't think there'd be a show for him. And this is obviously a prequel show. But it is absolutely amazing. I'm loving it. I'm loving the vibe that it's now. It's like this sort of like it's not a spy show, but it's like it's like sort of like showing the the underworld and the the start of the rebels. And now it's kind of went into like a, it's like feels like it's going into like a great escape. Like with with her in this prison cell now, and they're trying to escape this. And you've got Andy Circus's character in there. That is another like bizarre movie that threw me off i couldn't believe it i i, I remember reading something online saying snoke had returned and i i was like snow out how, how are they gonna do that and then obviously i must have misread it and it was obviously just andy circus is returning but he's playing a completely different character so to well that's to our knowledge at this moment in time who knows you know there may be some sort of uh some weird happenings going on but i think it is a separate character from snoke i thought it was really like I wonder what people's opinions of that are. Are people angry that he's playing a different character? Because I, I honestly don't mind because obviously it was CGI and stuff in the in the movies and he was a very different voice and he sounds more like Andy Serkis as as uh, Alfred in the Batman movie. You know, like that that Cockney voice, really hardened Cockney voice in this. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really like this show. I think it's great. What I love as well is seeing... This is like the most on Star Wars show, it's like the realism of it. It's like the swearing, they're using like real swear words. The like there was an episode, I think it was either the last one, I think it was the last episode where the guy it was the guy who was in a Vida Same Bet, if you've ever seen that show. And he played the uh, the Scouse character, the Scouser in that called Moxie. And I think he's been in loads, this guy, the actor. I don't know the actor's name. But he has a stroke and he dies. And I have never heard them use the word. They have like a medic there, and he's like, and they're like asking him like, how's he doing? And he's like, well, he's had a stroke. And 
I've never heard them like speak of like illnesses like that in Star Wars and the realism of like them using swear words. It just feels <laughs> they have like and there was a bit where he was like he was eating cereal, one of the guys, and then there was a scene where they had like reporters like it showing like uh, like a news report, and I'm like this doesn't feel like Star Wars, but it kind of just it works. It really works for me, and that realism aspect I I've really enjoyed because it's so different to what they've done before, and it's. It's hard to believe it's set in the same world as like, like the likes of Mandalorian because it feels very different. And I think it's great that because they're showing, you know, I, 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 I hear some people saying to me that, you know, they want to see fresh characters and kind of like this is not a fresh character because he was in the movies, but it feels like a fresh character because it's kind of like doing all his origin story that we didn't know anything about. But I think the, the showing a new a new coat of paint to Star Wars with this more like realism and like showing them like different workers on the jobs and you know, like the different people within a galaxy far, far away. Just not showing, you know, it's not just like Jedis and Siths. There's like real workers and there's real people living in this world. And they've kind of shown that more in this show. And I really like that. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a really well done show. I think it's a slow start to this show, but I think once you get into it, it is a solid run. So we got... 12 episodes in this show in total, so we got a few more to go. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I'm, I'm just really enjoying this show. I think it's a really good one. And again, I, I've really enjoyed all the Star Wars shows. I've been watching the Rebels show over the past couple of weeks, catching up on that because I've never really got into that one. And that's really a good one as well. But Cassie and Andor, the Andor show, is a great one. If you're sitting on this and you're a bit unsure, definitely give it a chance. And you know, give it a little bit of time to breathe as well. It is a slow start, but it really does get into it and you really can enjoy this show. I think it's a great one. I think it is more for hardcore Star Wars fans. I think if you're just a general watcher, maybe it's not a show for mass audiences, this. I think, let me know what your thoughts on that. Is this a Star Wars hardcore show or can a general audience get into this one? I think it's more for like the Star Wars hardcore personally, this show. But it's a great show to watch all the same. But that's what's been on the screen for this week and that's it for another edition of the Movie Cheer Podcast. If you enjoy this show today and you're watching on YouTube, please do give it a like and check out the rest of the movie-related content on the channel and drop a comment in the comments below as well, ladies and gents. If you are listening to this on a podcast app of your choosing, please do uh, subscribe to the app and subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. All reviews will be read out on the show, ladies and gents. And if I've not read it out yet, please drop me an email with you know a link to it or a screenshot of it on Twitter. I will definitely read out if I've not seen it already. But it's been another great show today discussing The Running Man, a movie I really enjoy. And uh, let me know your thoughts on all of today's movie topics, ladies and gents. Are you a fan of The Running Man? Uh, what do you think of it? Is it an 80s classic? Or is it an Arnold classic? Even a more important question. Let me know all your thoughts, ladies and gents. Uh, thank you very much for watching all. I very much appreciate you joining me for another edition of the show. Uh, remember to spread a bit of movie cheer. And as always, I will see you next time.